Public speaking is a crucial skill that so many of us have to develop. Whether you're giving a presentation at work or school or giving a speech at your best friend's wedding or you're an entrepreneur standing on stage trying to attract your ideal customers, it's a skill that we must continue to develop so we can make more impact, income, and influence. Yet so many of us are terrified of speaking publicly. Well, don't worry. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to share five uncommon tips that people just don't really talk about that are going to help you to be a more confident, competent speaker. Coming up next. You're listening to the Grind and Gratitude Show. What's going on, everybody? I am Danny Stone, also known as Coach Stone is in the building. I help coaches, consultants, authors speak to make more impact, income, and influence. And I really love this topic of sharing tips and really uncommon tips to help people speak so that they can get their message out to the world. And look, I am a paid public speaker. I am a speaking coach, an author. Yet when I stand on stage, I still get nervous. So I want you to understand that these tips that I'm sharing aren't just for you. They're for me, somebody who's been standing on stages for more than 10 years, somebody who has a deep desire to help people change their lives, someone who's you know spoken to tens of thousands of people, and I still get nervous, and I still get those butterflies. But that's a good thing because it lets me know that I care. So I want to share some things with you because so many people come to me and they say, hey, Coach Stone, you know how do I speak like you? Um, I know that I have to learn to be a better communicator. I know I have to learn to be a better speaker, but I am terrified to stand in front of an audience or I just get nervous and I start fumbling and I lose my words and I forget what I'm going to say. So many people come up to me and they say that. And so I want to share these five uncommon tips with you that are going to help you to be that impactful speaker so you can make more money, so you can have more influence, so you can have a greater impact. So you want to, are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, let's get into this. The first thing that I want to talk about is, this is the very first tip, is it's really learning to embrace nervousness. Yeah, I said that. Embrace the nervousness. Now, you might be saying, you know, Danny, every time I think about public speaking, my hands get sweaty, my heart starts beating fast, I get so nervous, and it just overwhelms me. And I get that. But here's the thing. We have to switch that nervousness into energy because nervousness is really just misplaced energy, right? That's what it is. You tense up, your hands start sweating, your heart starts beating faster. It's energy. And so we must learn to use that energy in a positive way. And there's a big misconception about you know seasoned speakers, people who've been speaking for 10, 15, 20 years that that they don't get nervous. And that's not true. Most people, almost everybody who stands on a stage, regardless of how long they've been speaking, regardless of the fact that they may be a professional speaker or not, people get nervous. And nervousness is good because it it shows that you care. You care about the message that you're delivering. And unfortunately, I've seen you know, quite a few speakers who stand on stage and they go through the motions and it just doesn't even seem like they care. 
They're just delivering the words. There's not a lot of passion behind it. And, and you know, unfortunately, the audience can understand that. And so when you're nervous, it's okay. The audience can see that you care about the topic. They understand that you, you're, you're passionate about what you talk about. But we must learn to use that nervousness and shift that energy into positive energy. So what are some of the things that you can do before you actually go on that physical stage, that virtual stage, uh, before you go on that podcast interview, whatever that thing is? What, what are some of the things that you can do? Well, you can take some deep breaths. You can close your eyes and take 10 deep breaths and kind of, you know, bring down that energy level. Some people like to do something physical like jumping jacks or push-ups. Some people like to pray. Some people just like to um, continue to repeat an affirmation. Whatever that is, you want to redirect that energy into focus and focusing on making sure that you let the audience know that you care about the topic, that you're going to deliver it in a way that they understand and that you you really believe in the words that you're saying. So it's okay. Embrace the nervousness. Anybody who tells you that, you know, it's not natural to get nervous before you speak, that's not true. <laughs> I still get nervous myself sometimes. So embrace the nervousness, use that energy and find a way to redirect the energy. Are we good? That's tip number 1. Tip number 2 is Know your audience. Who are the people that you're speaking to? Know, try to find out as much as you can about that audience, right? So if somebody is bringing you on their platform or their stage or their podcast, one of the things you should be asking them is, you know, who is your audience? What are the demographics? What are the psychographics? Meaning like, you know, what are they... What are their ages? Are they men? Are they women? Are they family oriented? Are they career focused? Or, or what are they looking for? Do they need a, a mindset shift? Do they need a change? What do they believe to be true? Learn as much as you can about the audience. And that will be very helpful because you should be tailoring your message to your audience. Whatever your message is, however long you've been speaking or not speaking, you want to speak directly to that audience. And so you should tailor your message to that audience. So if you have a message of hope, if you have a message of, you know, great, you have greatness inside of you and you're speaking to a group of, you know, mompreneurs, mom entrepreneurs, right? You want to make sure that the examples that you use, you want to sit, make sure that maybe some of the metaphors are related to, to mom, something they can understand. And then maybe your next speech, you're speaking to university students. You want to make sure that you tailor your speech to, and your examples and maybe some of your metaphors to relate to that audience. So know your audience and adjust your speech or your presentation or your talk accordingly. That is so important because people resonate with stories. They resonate with metaphors. They resonate with you know, things that they know. And so you want to make sure that you're tailoring your speech or your talk to the things that they know, the things that they will understand. All right. That's tip number two. Tip number three is tell impactful stories. Tell champion stories. Champion stories are really strategic stories that 
get into the hearts of people. And these are stories that you want to think about, right? They can be your own personal stories. They can be stories of of other people. They can be stories of your clients. They can be stories of people that you've admired, whoever they are or whatever those stories are. You want to make sure that you're telling those stories in a way that you're actually painting the picture for people. Like you want them to be in that place while you are telling the story. You want them to experience the story. And so you have to think about these stories in advance and use those stories because people remember stories. They don't remember stats. They don't remember facts, but a story will stay in their heart for a very long time. So think about the stories that you want to tell to those audiences, you know, write them down in advance. Maybe you have a running list of five, six, seven, ten different stories that you can use with various audiences. But stories are critical and crucial to delivering delivering an impactful speech. And if you want people to see something different or do something different or to feel something different, stories are the way to do that. So think about your stories, sit down, write them out, make sure that make sure the story has a beginning, middle and end. What are the lessons from that story that you want people to know? Make sure that you write it down and you go over those stories enough times that they just become natural. Okay. Tip number four is make sure that you're aware of your nonverbal communication. You know, I've seen people speak on a stage and they might have been saying something really great, but their body language was saying something was saying the opposite. And that confuses the audience, right? If you're saying something that's really inspirational and and supposed to be deep and impactful and you're very stiff and straight, it's just not registering with the audience. Or if you're trying to say something funny, but you have this really... um you know, this really kind of frown on your face or you have an angry look on your face and you're trying to tell a humorous, something that's humorous, it do, it's not congruent. It doesn't go together. So make sure that your body language is, is communicating to the audience that you're open, that you get them, that you understand, and it's aligned with your message. You can't stand up in front of an audience talking about, you know, be confident and live your dreams and put yourself out there. Meanwhile, you're, you're hiding behind yourself with your hands in front of your face and you're, you're, you're closed off and you're trying to get people to be open to new ideas. That body language doesn't go with the message. So make sure that your nonverbal cues are intact. Make sure that you're making eye contact and scanning the room and looking around and connecting with people and that you walk to the front of the stage if it's virtual I mean, in front of the stage if it's a physical physical stage. And if it's virtual, you can connect with people as well, right? Using that nonverbal body language to exemplify that, you know, maybe you, you do something like this for thinking, like you have to think, or maybe you touch your heart when you're talking about something that you is is deep, or you're spiritual, or you're trying to form a connection. You touch you put your hand over your heart. What are some subtle cues that you can use? on a virtual stage or a physical stage that are congruent with the message and trying to make the message bigger with those nonverbal cues. And it's something that you really have to work on. And I often tell people, if you have a big speech coming up or a presentation or a talk, you want to record yourself. Record yourself on your phone or on some type of recording device. 
watch it back three times. The first time you just want to listen. So you just close your eyes and listen and you're listening for all the ums and the ahs and the pauses and the, the tempo and the speed. The second time you you watch it back, you're turning off, turning down the audio, you're muting it and you're just watching your body language. And that's going to tell you a lot about is your message resonating by your body language. And then the third time you watch it back, you watch it in full with the body language and the audio. And then you just look to make adjustments. And after you do that, you know, four or five times, you're going to get better and better. And you're going to make sure that your body language and your tone of voice all go together. Okay. So that's tip number four. And tip number five, when we're we're talking about these uncommon tips that a lot of people don't share that are going to help you to be a better, more effective, impactful communicator. Tip number five is, is, is really an important one. And it's one that I never really used to be great at. That is ending your presentation or your speech with a bang. You got to end it with a bang. The same way that you come out on fire, you have to end it on fire. And a lot of people just focus on that intro, right? Or that hook. Because you're so nervous, you're just like, oh, I just need to start. I just need to have a great start. I need to come out on fire. I need to just have that energy when I come out. And so you, a lot of people put a lot of attention on that. A lot of people try to memorize their speech or their presentation, which is a bad idea because if you mess up a line, it just throws you off. And so you should have a framework of the things that you want to talk about in bullet points so that it just triggers your mind. But you know, trying to remember things word for word is very challenging. And I've seen a lot of people get thrown off their speeches. So a lot of people think about that. They think about the intro. They think about my my main points. And then they they fall off at the end. The end, you need to end with a bang. You need to wrap everything up. You need to bring people back to the overarching sort of uh, theme of your message. And then you want to have a CTA, a call to action. And that call to action is you want people to do something, right? So you want to end on a bang. And when you end on a bang, it can be a quote, can be a a statement, an image. It can be using humor, something to bring it all back together in a really powerful way, a metaphor, a story. And then you want to have that call to action. And that call to action can be, you know, buy my course or my products or my services it can be, you know, to think about something different or when you wake up tomorrow, try this. You want that call to action because you want people to walk away and do something. You deliver this really great speech or this really great talk. What do you want them to do? What do you want people to do after that? Maybe you just want them to laugh. Maybe you want them to relax. Maybe you want them to wake up tomorrow and and go to the gym. Maybe you want them to, you know, deepen the dig in their pockets and buy your book. Whatever that is, make sure that you have that CTA at the end, that call to action. And when you do, people are going to remember the stories and they're also going to remember that thing that you said at the end. You know, that thing that Coach Stone said at the end about you have a champion inside of you. Yeah, maybe I will grab his course. Right? Maybe I will grab the book. And so what think about you when you end with a bang, 
What is that thing that you're going to end with that's going to remind them of the overarching message? And what is your call to action? So those are the real, you know, important tips that I would say that are going to help you to be a better communicator, a more uh, effective speaker that are going to help you speak with confidence, clarity, and conviction, right? Think about these five things. And whether you have a speech or a presentation or a talk coming up or not, I want you to think about a big message that's important to you. If you're an entrepreneur, then you should definitely have a signature talk around your products or your services. If you are really serious about a cause and you really want to light people up about this cause, you should have a signature talk, right? You should have a signature speech if there's something out there in the world that really means a lot to you. And so you want to sit down and you want to think about these things. You want to write it out. You want to practice. And then you want to go and try to get in front of audiences so you can deliver this impactful speech. So these five tips will really help you. Embrace your nervousness. Know the audience. Tell impactful champion stories. Remember that your nonverbal cues have to be aligned with your message and then end with a bang and a call to action. So I really hope this was helpful for you. You know, as I was going through this, it was really helpful for me. It's a, it's a great reminder for myself to make sure that I'm delivering the most impactful speeches I can and really leading people to take inspired action. So that is it for this episode. And uh, I hope that you come back. I love the fact that you're continuing to listen to the Grind and Gratitude show. And if you're watching here on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. If you're listening on a podcast platform, please subscribe and leave a review. That will help me a lot. That's it for this episode of the Grind and Gratitude show. I will catch you in the next episode. Take care. Thanks so much for being my co-host on this episode of the Grind and Gratitude show. I really appreciate you. I hope that you learned something and you're motivated to take action and get on your grind. Didn't that go by fast? If you want more, head over to grindandgratitude.com for show notes and more information about this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a rating so more people will tune in. And let me say this. There's something special about you. Grind until you find it. Be grateful when you get it.